Hello, everybody. Welcome to Political Football Week 15 NFL Review Show. And boy, was this a crazy week of football. In fact, it was so good. Scott's late cleave. Should we even let Scott on to talk about this stuff? <laughs> he has to be here. Okay. There he is. Nope. You are you are muted, sir. Yeah. You must be on staff for the Patriots nope. and the Broncos. Hang on. Producing the show. Uh yeah, so Scott, I can't unmute you because your mic isn't connected. Hi, there, there he is. There he is. Leave, I missed you. Oh, yeah, man, I missed you guys too. I, I did this week. <laughs> <laughs> Scott, Scott, Scott performing in the clutch like Mac Jones over here. Jeez. Oh yeah, it wasn't his fault. I'll be right yeah, back. So, okay. Sorry. So this is uh, this is the first. The first week with the three of us here in about three weeks, and Scott has immediately left. Um, I'm sure we'll be back. So, yeah, so we're part of the Mad Ass Media Network. Go to madassmedia.com. We got uh, all of our merch there. Other great podcasts are there as well. Um, Cleve, so quickly before Scott gets back, so I have Scott here for the football. You and I, though, are huge soccer people. Give us a real quick thoughts. Messi, World Cup, Argentina, the whole thing. Well, at first, when it was when it was two nil, I was like, "This game is over." But I was like, "You know what? They get a penalty kick; they can easily get back in." It's sixty seven minutes or whatever into it, so I knew that that was kind of going to happen. And then when it happened, I'm like, "Okay, this this is interesting." But you couldn't have scripted that game. You couldn't no. have scripted a Hollywood script. Scripting it that way would be unbelievable. You're like, no, that that's like you guys were reaching now for a story. But um, it was tense. The penalty kicks obviously was was intense. Um, the emotion obviously um that came with it. Uh, they said this was like the magnitude of like twenty Super Bowls, like because you can't really count the homes, right? There's like a TV somewhere in the Serengeti with eighty yeah. people watching it. Like you can't, you know, you can't count how many eyes are on that game. There, there, there's enough now to where with modeling they can estimate. And the what I saw is that. At, Three billion people watch at least ten minutes of the game. Wow, wow, <laughs> that's insane. Yes, yeah. So I just wanted to bring this up real quick because I think that the World Cup Final twenty twenty two was the greatest sporting event I've ever seen in my life. I mean, it had it had everything you everything that you could want. You know, the game you know, itself, the stakes. Messi yeah. and Messi's goaded now. He's like Jordan after the shot of a Russell. He's the best to ever do it. There's no debate. Pele go away, Ronaldo go away. Messi's the greatest to ever do it. If you if you get every team every team that won a Super Bowl in the last 20 years, like their crowds that you know that came out for their parade, yeah. I'm pretty sure you're not getting four million people in the square in a town square. Like they they four put million a million people. So they have a giant obelisk in their town square, like the Washington Monument. They put a messy jersey on it. (laughs) (laughs) Not being a huge soccer guy, that is one of the most captivating things I have ever seen sports-wise. Like, the Olympics are always awesome. They just are. But, you know... um, you know, it's always it's always kind of colored in, in in my lens with the stuff that I like. So, like, you know, if you're sh- if you're gonna show me the world, uh, you know, the, like the Olympic gold medal game in hockey, I'm gonna think it's spectacular. Mm-hmm. But not everybody does. You, you right. know, what I mean, I get that. But this was different. This this is like, um, you know, it's just it was a it, it's a spectacle to me. There's just no other way to describe it. Um, uh, are you guys Harry Potter people? Yes, no, like yeah. the World Cup of Quidditch kind of thing. Like, yeah, <laughs> like how big would that be if if that existed 
is exactly what the World Cup is. Does that mean Mbappe gets to go on a date with Hermione now? Uh, whatever. <laughs> However, it works. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah I mean, it was awesome. It really was. And the World Cup is always huge like this, but this game itself, I mean, Mbappe scored a hat trick in soccer and lost. Yeah. In like a 10 minute span, right? Did he get the like, golden boot as well? Like he, he lost yeah, he MVP. did. Like, yeah, you won the MVP, but you didn't take home the, the gold. I got to suck, right? <laughs> crazy. Uh, yeah, Paul making a good point that J.K. Rowling is uh, transphobic and nobody should be a Harry Potter person. Um, <laughs> I knew I was getting in trouble. <laughs> yeah, no, this is definitely a uh, the art versus the artist uh, sort of situation here. Like Michael Jackson, it would be easier if uh, she was not getting any of the funds from any of this anymore. But um, uh, the art can still be incredible if the art is, ter- is terrible. I'm sure Caravaggio had a few things going on as well. Art still Art is still incredible. All right, so all this talk about Messi, Mbappe, Harry Potter, and uh, uh, Caravaggio, all these classics. Let's get right into Brock Purdy versus Geno Smith. <laughs> 49ers 21, Seahawks 13. Um, so this was the game last Thursday night. Must-win game for the Seahawks to make the playoffs. 71% they make it. Uh, 71% with the win, they make it into the playoffs. 31% with the loss, they, of course, lost. So now they are in a dogfight to get in the playoffs. Uh, Cleve, this game was not close. The 49ers dominated from start to finish. Absolutely. Um, and again, I was giving you guys shit about about the the system over in you know Shanahan system. Um, but the kid Purdy, um, I'm actually impressed with the play, the the poise, the control of the pocket, um, not doing too much to 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 win the game. No hero ball in them. Basically, he's doing probably exactly what the game plan is. And I love a guy that's coming in to, to, to hone his chops by not doing too much. He's just doing enough. But he's he's playing like he's played before. Like, I I I think there's something to be said about guys who stay in a good three to four years of college versus these guys that come out after 17 games, Mitch Trubisky, you know, uh, which they, you know, they get drafted high. And I'm like, you know what? The body of work this kid's put in, you can tell. Same as Zappi. You know, these guys are playing – not safe, but they're playing. They're playing good football, you know. Some some of those passes and and some of the, you know, the pocket presence, very impressive with this kid to be Mister Relevant. So good for him. And um, you know, Gino's showing up as Gino now. Yeah, yeah. he's reverting a little bit. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> it's funny too, because because like guys like Purdy, um, and Zappy, those guys are viewed as limited. Right. And that's and there's just like, you know, there's not a lot of stomach for for those limited guys. But the poise, um, you know, I mean, just his his ability to to keep there. It's one of the most underrated things, even at the high school level, is to get Mm -hmm. a quarterback who gets your offense in just rolling. Just get your offense in its rhythm and in its tempo and keep it there. And sometimes you know, these guys who come out with all the traits and all the tools and all that stuff, you know, um, they derail that in some ways. They just Mm do. Purdy, I think, is going to be a – I mean, I think he's – I don't know what you guys think, but I think he's a system quarterback, Mm -hmm. uh, and he's in a perfect system for what he is as a player. Mm -hmm. And it's been incredible to watch this play out. He's going to – I'm curious to see where what that means for Garoppolo. I mean, I think Garoppolo at this point has to be just gone. Uh, because Purdy is, at this point, 
it's clear he can fill that that sort of yeah he can, he's got a he's a ceiling player but that's where Garoppolo is too so, so that's yeah. so it's interesting you say that Scott so one of my notes I wrote down here is a uh, small sample size but I'm not sure Purdy is a noticeable drop off from Jimmy G that is the team ceiling with Jimmy G is probably the same as it is with Brock Purdy yes just without that huge contract yeah yeah yes cheap and yes. then we'll see because I mean he could even unseat a guy like I mean you wouldn't think that Trey Lance is in trouble, but if Purdy if Purdy makes a run with with them, and and it looks the way it has looked, he could be in trouble. I know that sounds crazy, but you know, it it's still so hard though because this team is they're going to make the divisional round because their wild card game is going to be against the Giants or the Lions or the Seahawks again. So they're going to win the first round. And then if Minnesota wins, they're going to Minnesota. And like, honestly, Cleveland quarterback, the 49ers still 14 point loss against the Vikings. So like, it's not like beating the Vikings is that hard. So it's really about then if they make the NFC title game with Purdy, I think they would have made it with Jimmy G. I think they'd make it with, Nathan Peterman. I mean, like, I just no, think that this team is. Good. It's what Scott. It's what Scott said. It's 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 Shanna, it's a testament to Shanahan's system that it that if you stay within the confines of the system, you work. I said right. what Scott was saying about about um, Lance being in trouble. Not saying that he's going to lose his job technically, but the fact that he's been he's been in that offense t- two years now, just about uh, barring injury or whatever, and barring the, the tsunami game or whatever, the monsoon game. Um, Brock still, unless they dumbed it down for Brock, Brock actually had command of that offense. I would be interested to see if they were calling the same type of schemes and the, and the same type of um plays that they called for for Lance. Obviously, Lance has a more designed package for runs and whatever is going on. But Brock is a pretty good athlete. Like he's he's like you couldn't tell me that kid was picked last in the in in the draft. Like he, he doesn't look like you know. I'm thinking like he's gonna stink to join up after one game. The lights aren't too bright just yet, but I mean, there are bright lights that are coming. So we'll see. There are. Imagine, run with them. imagine they win a Super Bowl or get there and it looks good. And yeah. then you go into next year with a competition between him and Lance. And yeah, you get, you have all the assets you gave up for Lance, but you still have a quarterback on a rookie deal, which is the benefit of why you went to get a quarterback and mm-hmm. you know, why you traded up for Lance. So it'll be, it'll be really interesting. Yeah. See how this yeah. all plays out. I mean, if they win a Super Bowl with Brock Purdy, Purdy will be the quarterback and Lance will be a saint, a New yeah. Orleans saint, not, yeah, like, a, no, not like a good yeah, Samaritan. Yeah. He might be one of those two, but he'll be the a New Lions, Orleans saint. The Lions really, really liked Lance. So just putting it out there, come to Detroit, Trey. We don't need Lance. We're going to have Lamar. Lance, yeah. Brad. What's going to do, back up Lamar? We don't We don't need him. <laughs> um. All right. So that's last Thursday. The first game on Saturday. Colts 36, Vikings 39. Now, I am sure anybody listening to this is aware of what happened, but just in case you are not, the (laughs) Indianapolis Colts were winning this game 33 to nothing with eight minutes to go in the third quarter. They were winning 36 to 14 going into the fourth quarter, and they lost in overtime. So just cleave, just thoughts. Well, obviously – Matt Ryan now is part of two major collapses. One in, you know, one in the Super Bowl history, which is probably not gonna, it's gonna stand stand the test of time for a little bit. And then in the regular season game, I mean, the 
ineptitude of 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 the staff of the coaching staff and players on the Colts. You can literally on on any level of football from pee wee to college to the pros. You could just not score, just not score. Sit on the clock for the entire quarter. Just get first downs. <laughs> just get first downs, and that's it. So. I um was listening to the game. I was watching the game. Then I got on on the road to go to class, and I think I I I think I was listening to it. And I was you know I'm seeing the surge. I'm seeing you know that they're coming back, and I'm like, there's no way they can win this game, right? I'm telling myself. And when I saw the that it went to overtime, and I'm like, wow. I was like, Jeff Saturday should be flogged. And again, I, I don't mean that in a, in a crazy way, but I I said that to you guys on text. I was like, he's like. You you just showed everyone that they're not going to hire you, number one. Number two, that it's it's a very hard job to be an NFL coach when you don't have any experience. But here's right? the thing: I don't I don't think it is that hard. So because the thing is, the Colts didn't do anything to stop the Vikings' best players. So they're like, okay, Coach Saturday, we're winning by eighty-seven million points. What should we do? And he's like. Well, let's just totally ignore Justin Jefferson and Dalvin Cook. Jefferson, 12-123-1. Dalvin Cook, 17 carries, 95 yards, 4 catches, 95 yards, and a touchdown. And to top it off, K.J. Osborne, 10 catches, 157 yards, and a touchdown. That like, was the one. That was the like, one that killed them. Just one of them. Let K.J. Yeah. Osborne Double get 150. Double but you can't someone. let them all. They all had like 130 yards of offense. It's 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 and that criminal. Game, there's no way that game should have even gone to overtime. It was this it was criminal. it was much more of a choke than, yes. than it even appears to be because there were so many ridiculous calls that went in that game. But there was a specific point in time towards the end of the third quarter where it was very obvious what was happening. Um, not that I not that I thought that the Vikings were gonna win, but it was very obvious that the Colts were that the Colts needed more points. If the, if that sounds that's something that might sound crazy, but um, I texted with my brother and we both were like, the Colts need to keep scoring because they don't have enough points. And they were still up like 33 to 14 at this time. And it was obvious where it was going. I just, it was, uh, what they chose to do was just like, it was just incredible. It, it just was, you know, and it Matt, the Matt Ryan thing, you know, I'm, I've not been a Matt Ryan guy for a while, but it's just like, he was it was obvious uh, towards the end of the third quarter that he was literally shitting himself <laughs> as this was playing out because I think he knew it was coming. He couldn't stop it. Yeah, and he, text, he knew it's what it looked I like. Text, I text the guys. I'm like, is there Arthur Blank sighting on the sideline because he's like the unluckiest <laughs> rabbit foot ever? <laughs> get get him out of the building. It looked like Matt Ryan was trying to stop it because it looked like that's who they had covering Justin Jefferson. Like it's criminal. They had nobody around anybody. Him, put a give him some safety help, something. You know, and it's like, what did you? What were you doing to get up thirty three points? And and I know some of the. I mean, I know Vikings played terribly, but they did. But you know, that is a fraudulent team. I mean, I know they're. I know they're. Are they eleven and two now? Is that what they are? Uh, Ten and three. But I. So I so I actually have a thought on that for their for their uh, fraudulence, and I actually think that this game, this event, moves them from the fraud category to a contender category, mm. because they're coming off losing to the Lions, bad like they weren't even in the game, and then they were getting destroyed in their own building like thirty three to nothing in the third quarter. 
their season was over. Like, there's no belief there. There's like, oh, we're going to make the playoffs. You're going to get punked in the first round. But now, having achieved this monumental achievement together, I could just see it like being something they sort of coalesce around. They're just going. They're going to feel invincible now. And they like you know, look good, feel good, feel good, play good. But it, it, listen, I could put on a Superman costume, but I'm going to hurt my back turning the doorknob to, to get out the garage. It doesn't <laughs> matter. They don't have the personnel to even remotely be a factor in any of this shit. They just don't. That's a bad football team. I know their whatever record is is whatever it is, but I laugh at the idea that I'm going to hurt myself with the door. We have levers, Cleve. They're not just – you can't just twist them. There's a little more involved there. Oh my! God. Uh, sorry, I'm making a rant there, but that's a bad football team. I'm I'm sorry, they have a terrible defense. That's an atrocious defense, and they're playing really poorly. I I mean, don't get know. me wrong. I don't think I don't think they're that good, but they're going to host the playoff game. They're going to be in the playoffs. They have a couple superstar players, including who I think is the best young wide receiver in the game. You know, it, and they just came back from down thirty-three to nothing. Now I totally get that part of it, and that you would think that would you would think the wake up call would have would be they would pass be past any of that kind of stuff and on to hey look what we just did together. But in the end, you know, if a team with a pretty good offense rolls in there in, in week one, um, they might be going down in week one in the playoffs. Well, there's only one uh, if option. They don't for... have a buy if they don't have yeah. a buy. Well, they won't get the buy. The Eagles are 99 percent to have it. You so think, but, the, I mean, the Eagles just, will have you know, the buy. Um, but there's only one, uh, I guess there's two good offenses that could roll through there. So yeah, they, I, I mean, yeah, they could be in some trouble. So Cleve, a lot of sharp people on Twitter are saying that Jeff Saturday has this gig, like no matter what, like they hired him to keep him. It's going to be his gig. And they're even saying this in the wake of what just happened, but how in the world, like, like you cannot hire him. Like you can't interview Eric B and then hire Saturday, right? You're just immediately going before the Supreme Court at that point. Yeah, I mean, I I don't I don't see in what in what universe it's Jim Irsay. He does what he wants. Yeah, I, he, he gets his beak wet, right? Yeah, a little bit. Um, I just can't see. I just can't see where that's a viable option. Not only given the collapse, but it they just lost what. Four other games, three other games. Like they haven't won a game since he first got there, right? Yeah, they won the first one. Yeah, that was it. Yeah. So, um, trending losses, obviously. But I think the halftime. What was the halftime speech in both those locker rooms? Like, what do you think was said? I I made a joke about Ursay coming down from the owner suite saying, "Hey, you guys can't win this game. We got draft picks to get." And then I'm I'm seeing that that the. the the Vikings locker room where they're talking to them like, hey, guys, you guys are going to walk home if we don't get something going. We didn't expect them to win like that, but you got you guys got to fight back. How many people left that game, got in their cars and left that game? Man, could I, this is why I don't leave games early because <laughs> you never know. But, yeah, if, you, if you're a Vikings fan and you left that game, I wonder if they started letting people back in. I mean, you're I in your know. car. You're in your car out. I mean, I, I always think of it. I've only been to like two stadiums, I think, in my entire life. But the Meadowlands is the type of stadium. If you leave, getting back in, it's going to take you two hours to just get back into. So if you leave, you're you're gone. Like you're done. You can't come back in. Yeah. Right. 
But um, yeah, I, I just getting back to them hiring him. Obviously, there's a lot of questions there about the Rooney Rule and you know other other people getting a deserving shot. What has he done other than this debacle? What has he done to show that that he's deserving of a head coach, like head coach? Head Literally coach. nothing. He came in and he started yeah. Matt Ryan over Parker Ailinger. That's it. There we go. That's there really go. the only choice he's made, right? Like, go. I mean, what so, else is there? <laughs> so Parker Ellinger's name is Sam Ellinger, but I think Parker Ellinger sounds a lot better. Brother Parker, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> if this is the Mark Edwards today, I, I think I think I think Parker Ellinger more gets to him as an NFL quarterback. Like Sam Ellinger was at Texas, and now Parker Ellinger is at the Colts. Eyes the way you just did—that was a pretty good eye roll, Dave. <laughs> yeah. Um. But yeah, I, I mean, I mean, I don't, I don't see. I don't see if they do that, they're asking for impending, you know, trouble um, doing that because I just don't see how that works out for them. I just, it doesn't make any sense to me. Me either. Um, All right. Next game here. I don't want to hit on, we don't have to spend too much time on this. Ravens three at Browns 13. So the Ravens lose. Uh, Lamar doesn't play. Lamar hopefully comes back this week. I need him to try to win a million dollars. So I hope Lamar comes back this week. Cleave. According to 538, what are the Ravens' current chances of making the playoffs as a percent? 10%, 20%, a million percent. What are their current chances? 42? 98. Get 98%. They're in, basically. Yeah, they'd have to like, lose the rest of their games. They have like two other teams tied. Like, they're in. So, so the Bengals and the Steelers? Uh, they got, what, four losses? Five losses, maybe? Wow. That's, that's enough, though. Yeah. Yeah, is that crazy? I, I thought they had more losses than that. Yeah, yeah, the Ravens are in the playoffs, and and they're going to compete with the Bengals for the division. The thing is, whoever loses this division will go to the winner of the AFC South. Whoever wins the division will probably end up hosting like an AFC West team. So you might even want to come and second this division, go to Tennessee instead. Yeah, it's an interesting, interesting way that that it's working out. So. That's literally all I had to say about that. Anything of interest or note of this game, you guys? Don't care about Deshaun Watson. Don't care about the Browns. He might still suck. It's still out there. He might just be bad now. Um, <laughs> the dream is alive. He looked better this week than he did two weeks ago. That's all I'll say. I thought he did. You're not helping the dream. Um, <laughs> last, last game on Saturday, Dolphins 29 at the Bills 32. So my notes coming into this game was two straight bad games for Tua. And now one of the toughest spots in the league at Buffalo in the cold at night. But Tua played really good in this game. And I know the the Dolphins lost this game, but it felt to me like the Dolphins are a matchup nightmare for the Bills. Like they know how to beat them. They're constructed to beat them. And if I'm Buffalo, I do not want to play them again in in the playoffs. I just I, like they ran all most 17 carries for 136 yards. Josh Allen had a play out of his mind to win this game. I really think the Dolphins match up really well with them, Scott. They do. Um, but looking at the Dolphins, I don't know that there's any team that would look at them and say, yeah, let's 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 bring them in and, and play them in the playoffs. Cool. Like, you know, like, I mean, Tua looks really good. I know he got crushed for the last couple of years about his play and injuries and all these things, but He's a very good quarterback. He throws with with uh, incredible anticipation. It's kind of his strength as a player. And then you look at Waddle and Tyreek Hill, and it's what do you do? 
what are you gonna do? You know, I mean, even in that, even in the cold and against a, a pretty tough team like Buffalo, they still were productive. Um, it, it felt like we like took, it took Buffalo a lot to win that game. You know, like the Dolphins. The Dolphins remind me of like that team in March Madness who has one player who will go for 45 every game, Jimmer Fredette, Steph Curry, Kevin Durant at Texas. And you're just like, well, we should be able to beat this team, but what if, and that's what their offense feels like. Like it feels like the Dolphins could just show up one day and put 50 up on the Chiefs, and the Chiefs are like, what just happened to us? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's like uh, a blip. It's like it's just boom. It happens. You yeah. can't stop it. You know. Yeah, now Josh Allen in this game, Cleve. Josh Allen, 25 of 40, 304 yards, four touchdowns, no picks, 10 carries, 77 yards. But to me, Cleve, the thing that was most amazing about this, he did it with the dust balls. Diggs, five for 60. Gabe Davis, four for 56. Wow. When, Dawson when Knox, going, right? Yeah, like he was spreading that ball around the, the other guys? Yeah, Dawson Knox, Isaiah McKenzie, Cole Beasley is back. Lord help us. Yeah, and I, I saw Paul putting the, the notes that Sammy Watkins is back in the league. Uh, so he's been he's on the Packers. Um, uh, apparently, yeah, Paul says Ravens put Duvernay on IR and signed Sammy Watkins. You know, I didn't think you could uh, – Devin Duvernay's whatever. He's a dust ball. It's hard to get, like, worse than a dust ball, but Sammy Watkins is worse. Sammy Watkins – I would – I don't think Sammy Watkins weighs more than I do, but it's way closer than it should be. He's He's been washed for a while. Like – I don't know what if it's the foot stuff, what whatever the injuries were there, they just sapped the life out of him. And he the, looked, the, the athletic life, if that makes Sammy sense. Watkins and Leonard Fournette look like the same person. Wow. <laughs> hey, I, listen, I don't. I'm not as a former gigantic fat guy. I'm not begrudging anybody any of that stuff. Whatever. I mean, I. I I really wouldn't either, except it does impact his performance on the field, which is getting paid a couple mil to to show yeah. up and do. Yeah. It's yeah. late in his career. Yeah. yeah. Nobody's paying me shit for this. I spent like four hours getting these notes together. Same Watson at least hit the treadmill. I mean, if Deshaun Watson just come in and, and run just go routes, like, you know, <laughs> like that's all I have one route to run. Go routes. Yeah. Running um, vertical. Yeah. So the Bills are still – the number one seed in the AFC they're right now they're going to win at 58% of the time and going through Buffalo would be tough, but I don't think it would be impossible to, to make the Super Bowl. but the bills are in a strong position. The dolphins right now are at like 70% uh, to make it. Thank you jets. All right, next game. Eagles 25 at the bears 20. Um, I did not think the bears looked particularly terrible in this game. You know, they're so outclassed on every part of the field, except maybe at quarterback where they're both great. Like, I thought this game could be like 41 to 10. And I was actually sort of impressed with what the Bears were able, were able to put out there. But ultimately, Jalen Hurts just way too much. 22 of 37, 315, no touchdowns and two picks, but 17 carries, 61 yards, and three touchdowns, Cleves. And he hurt his shoulder, right? Yeah, he did. And he's out for at least this week. So, Cleve, who will be the quarterback? Gardner, get the jorts ready, baby. I'm a Gardner guy. I love, I love that guy. Cleve loves all slightly above average white backup quarterbacks. That's like his favorite Gardner, NFL player. Gardner's actually pretty good, man. Uh, he's pretty good. I, I agree he likes he likes White Mike. He likes Gardner Minshew. He likes Brock Purdy. I have no idea. Gardner. Gardner Minshew is a good quarterback. I don't know why 
like what why would a team not bring him in as a backup like why yeah oh he should be a backup i think he's one of the best i think he's one of the best backups in the league no question yeah yeah Yeah, no question and the eagles are great great to have are like very very fortunate to to have him yes yeah no no i'm not or or david blau or tim boyle or nate sudfeld no, Minshew, of course. No, yeah. Minshew, Minshew is a great, great backup quarterback. And, uh, Cleve, this is a city who knows the value of a backup quarterback. That's <laughs> true. Yeah. Yeah. Yo, shout out to Jake. Jake showing up here. Uh, if you're watching on YouTube, you can see my name on the screen. If you're not, it's ha 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 the Patriots LOL, uh, which we're what going to get to. That one? Oh, we are going, better, we are, we are going to a better squad, bro. Couldn't have to yeah. a better squad. Oh, we are going to get there. Uh, last note for me on this game, A.J. Brown, nine catches, 181 yards. Devontae Smith, five catches for 126 yards. So no dust balls for them. Yeah. Yeah. But who's who's covering them? Like, who's playing defense for the Bears? What, Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan is playing, <laughs> is playing a single high safety and trying to go sideline to sideline? Yeah. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> yep it's uh kyle hamilton bob sanders and matt ryan wow. um yeah you know cleve you had mentioned during the game offline that you thought the eagles looked beatable i didn't say anything then but i really didn't see that in this game like they sh- they threw a couple interceptions in the first half but at no point in this game was i like oh yeah the eagles are in trouble the bears are gonna get them they're they're a scrappy squad Obviously, you know, they got some talent there, but I just feel like, you know, like they, you know, they're one loss, whatever they're due for another loss. But I think it's, I think it's, um, they're not running away with, with like, they're not going to blow anyone out. Right. They're not going to like, they're not like, like a chiefs game with it. You know, they score, they're, they're like 48 to whatever. I don't see them doing that. I see them winning games, winning games, ugly. Cause that's what they've been doing. Their record is who they play. I, I never blame a, uh, uh, um, a team for like their record because they don't make the schedule. Schedules come out, whatever you play, who your opponent is. But they're they're due for a loss. Um, we're just gonna see when. Well, it's the NFL, so you should lose three games before the season even starts. You should win three and lose three, no matter what. Yeah, yeah. Um, I agree with that. So, but here's the thing: they could blow somebody out in the divisional round of the playoff because Lions twenty at the Jets seventeen. The Lions are live for the playoffs. They're going to be the seventh seed. They're going to go to Minnesota and punk the weak ass Vikings. Then they're going to Philly and lose forty eight to ten. But we'll we'll uh, we'll take it. We'll take it. Uh, so yeah, Lions twenty, Jets seventeen. Now this was a playoff game for both teams. Um, if the team that won this game would have like a fifty percent chance of making it. Team that lost it have a twenty percent chance of making it. Uh, so Cleve, I mean. What happened here, Zach Wilson? I mean, the Lions only scored twenty. Yeah, and the the Jets only scored seventeen, and uh, Wilson threw for th- over three hundred yards. So, threw for I don't know what's going on. Say again. He threw for two touchdowns. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he played. He played. He played good. He played. You know. I think he did. Yeah, I, so, thought, he was, I thought he looked good. I mean, the the pick he threw was was like, what are you here's doing? Atrocious. Yeah. He, yeah, here's the thing though, right? He played good enough, meaning like the numbers look good. But if you the eye test tells me a guy's going on a flare, seven yard, you know, like just 
on a hook around and you can't get the ball there, like that's a yeah. that's a flick. That's a flick. Yeah. That's the safest pass you can throw. No defender in sight, and he he doesn't hit the guy. So he was staring. I know what player you're talking about. He was staring at uh, Alex Anzalone, the linebacker. Mm-hmm. Um, was he, was he spying him? He, he, I think he was thinking he was going to get lit up. So okay. he just sort of short armed that throw. But um, if a if a guy's in, in, you know, if he's feeling it and playing well, he's making that throw. You know, out of yeah. getting out of there. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So there was some of that where you could see that there was it was just still a little he's still awkward. There's some just strange stuff. Um, the pick was ridiculous, but there were some other throws he made in the in the game that were good throws. Um, you know, it's interesting because the Lions, the Lions over the last seven games have really turned into a pretty dominant run defensive team. Um, I want to say they're averaging, they're giving up like three point under 3.6 yards of carry to just running backs, not running quarterbacks. Cause that's a whole other thing, but yeah. just running backs alone. They're only given, they're giving up just under 3.6 yards per carry. They've only given up two touchdowns rushing to running backs in the last seven weeks. Um, and you know, then they're past the, they've dialed up a bunch of pressure They're They had four sacks last week. They've got, uh, I don't have the numbers in front of me exactly, but, they have a bunch of picks. Hang on, I might. Um, I do. They've uh, they've got 19 sacks in the last uh, seven weeks, which is a significant jump. They have eight picks in the last seven weeks. They've only given up 11 touchdowns passing. Uh, they're giving up a 59 and a half yard percentage or percentage completion percentage. Where did you guys go? <laughs> What's happening here? What you can't see us anymore? No, I. <laughs> what we am I you. doing? Hang on, well, I'll get well, I there. We, we can I'll see you. There. You're you're still fine from our side. So you're you're still you're still live. You still sound hey. good. So put the fucking no, Colts playbook down. Put the Colts. I'm, We're I'm like a, Dave calls me a boomer, and it's true. Um, I had to open up the Excel <laughs> spreadsheet so you guys went away, and I didn't know how to fix it. Oh, so, panic! The Lions defense. Why? The Lions defense has done a 180 since week uh, eight when they fired Aubrey Pleasant. They just have. The numbers are crazy how good they are and and how efficient. I mean, the whole whole team's done a 180. They started one and six. Since then, they're six and one. And I think the six and one version is more like their their true selves. And their schedule is pretty easy down the stretch here, all things considered. So I actually expect bet the Lions to make the playoffs at this point. And I know a few weeks ago, a couple months ago on this show, I said they should pack it in and like try to get a good draft pick with their pick as well. But they were one in six. Yeah. 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 I mean, they were like, one in six and they had the worst defense in football, not close. Yeah. They were playing well on offense. It's just they were they couldn't stop anybody. And here we are. Uh they're dialing up pressure. They're getting sacks. They're they're turning over the ball. Uh, stopping the run. Um, teams aren't completing a high completion percentage against them. They're not throwing lots of touchdowns against them like they were in the beginning of the season. I don't know what's happened. I'd love to know. It's a pretty remarkable turnaround. But that's it's suddenly a tough – it's a challenge for, for teams to play against the Lions' defense. Mm-hmm. It just is. Yeah. Kaleev, given this, how good the Jets' defense is, 
and how well the season is going versus expectations, can this season be a success if they don't make the playoffs? No, I, I think I think um with the with Salah giving that receipts monologue or some shit that he said, um, you know, we at least need to make the playoffs. Making the playoffs is obviously it's it's a win for the it's a win for the team. Mm-hmm. Just getting there because it, it's it's a vast improvement over the last couple of years. Yeah, but, something to but, build on. Yeah, but the the hot start and how things kind of went, you know, um, I believe in my heart of hearts if 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 Mike had played, we we probably be having different different conversation. I think some of the some of them it wasn't just that play, Scott. It was a couple of plays where yeah. Zach just missed guys, and I'm like, yeah. I don't know if it's just happy feet or he's seeing something or he's not in sync with the offense because he's been out of out, out of the rotation for a couple of weeks. But there were also some of those that he just ripped like like there's you know he just threw it way too hard. Um yeah. little short slants kind of stuff where it was like it's unnecessary. Stafford used to do those things. You remember you remember mm-hmm. Dave when when he would throw, you know, uh like an inside screen uh, and the running back might have been seven yards from him, and he throw like a hundred and ten mile mile an hour fastball. Like, yeah, and, and and he would throw it at poor Javid Best, who already had a broken neck, probably. So now he's like whipping <laughs> so, it at him again. That's not, that. That so just what, wasn't no touch. Nice. He had no touch on the ball. Yeah, just no rockets. Like, yeah, you know, you're breaking fingers, kind of thing. Just but here's the thing, though, Zach, like, like that that uh, third and whatever con- third and favorite conversion throws like a laser. Yeah. But then, then like, then you go back to like, you can't complete a seven yard pass. Yeah. So I'm like, which which Zach are we getting here? Like, what's going on? And then you know, according to Dave, we we got to see him again Thursday night. So you know, yeah. obviously Mike's still nursing those ribs. So we'll see what happens. Yep. Uh, next next game here, Steelers 24 at Panthers 16. Now this game doesn't matter. Because the Panthers lost, the Panthers controlled their own destiny to win their division and lost to Mitch Trubisky. So no more. Let's move on. Yeah. Bye. Like yeah. Jesus. <laughs> like come on. What? What? Oh my god. You guys have put all this time into being NFL players, and we're, we don't even want to talk about you. And Moving you on. Mitch Trubisky. You blow your chance by losing to Mitch Trubisky. You could have sent Mitch. Tom Brady home. In early January, and instead we have to deal with this guy getting destroyed by Micah Parsons, and that could be fun. Um, all right, Chiefs thirty, Texans twenty four in overtime. Okay, Cleve, I have a real serious question here. Okay, thirty to twenty four in overtime. This is Patrick Mahomes' stat line: thirty six of forty one, three hundred thirty six yards, two touchdowns, and no picks. How the hell did this game go to overtime? You know. Every every one of these teams get in a trap game, and the Texans just they took the Cowboys to to the brink. Like and the I Eagles. don't, yeah. And they, I'm like, and Lovey, love I love Lovey because Lovey just stands there like I'm I'm getting a check, you know. Like I know I'm <laughs> not doing anything wrong or right. I'm just gonna stand here and on the sidelines. Uh, I think last week I thought he had a sippy cup because he was he had the the menu so close it was like a folded up version i'm like is that a sippy a juice cup but anyway um yeah I, <laughs> I just don't know what i don't know why like they let these teams hang around they sh- the chiefs should have destroyed them and, and left the building patrick should have been in street clothes by the third quarter to have to go to overtime against that team man that's not good well to be fair matt ryan was a street clothes by the third quarter too so <laughs> 
<laughs> um, it, it can happen. Uh, so Scott, this is more, I think this is more relevant for like fantasy stuff, but is Jarek McKinnon, the actual number one running back there now, or has he just been hot last couple weeks? Uh, probably, um, they always do this towards the end of the season. They sort of then congeal around one guy. Uh, McKinnon's super explosive. Like, I mean, you see in the overtime where, they, you know, you hand the ball off to him and you're not really yeah. expecting a ton of things. And then zip 35, 40 yards later, he's in the end zone kind of thing. They don't yep. have anybody else like that. And Pacheco's fine. He's, you know, he's a, a depth running back kind of thing. But McKinnon's, he's explosive. Um in that kind of game, they needed a player like him because it just seemed like everybody else was a little bit, you know. I mean, Mahomes had a great game. Kelsey had a lot, a ton of production, but it didn't. It just didn't mean that they just didn't run away from Houston like everybody thought they would. Yeah, and, and I don't, and I don't really know how. Like, I can't even remember a Houston touchdown in this game. Like, I like none of it comes to mind. I don't know how this happened. Like, they it had a looked tight like end the score. game was like thirty-one to ten. There, there's a tight end who scored. I was, uh, I was really hoping you would say his name because. Oh yeah, Quentin Tarantino. That dude, yeah. and he's no way. It's not a real player for sure. I, I was hoping we'd go there, but no, I, I don't know what happened there. It was, it was a weird game, but in those kind of games, a guy like McKinnon is super valuable. It's yes, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, Chiefs uh, did win the division. They will either be the one or two seed in the in the AFC. So. Uh, Cleve, if the Jets do sneak in the playoffs, you probably get to go to Kansas City. Which is going to be a slaughter. <laughs> but, well, hey, it's there. there. Um, all right. The next game here now, Cleve, this is one of two games I told you to take meticulous notes on so we could go over it in depth. Falcons 18 at Saints 21. <laughs> I think I was rearranging my sock drawer. <laughs> Literally, who cares? The only thing I have in this game is that like Alvin Kamara is not playing 100% of snaps. They're giving the ball to David Johnson, and yes, Cleve, like David Johnson, David Johnson is getting carries over Alvin Kamara for the Saints. That's the- so that, to me, there's Jeez. one takeaway from this whole thing, and it's Drake London. Two things. Drake London is being force-fed by Desmond Ritter, which is, if you're a Drake London owner going forward, you like that kind of target share. Yes, we do. Jawan Johnson is a legit uh, Darren Waller type tight end. He just he is. We'll see where it goes. I know that's high praise, but Scott, that's his athletic profile. Scott, you got to trade for him in the dynasty league before you put that on tape. <laughs> I think I already have him. Oh him yeah, I think you do. Never mind. Never yeah, mind. It's okay. Um, <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah. So Falcon Saints whatever Desmond Ritter looked like Marcus Mario like there was no difference that game whatever um we won't talk about those teams again unless they do something interesting to be honest uh Cowboys 34 Jaguars 40 in overtime man you know for the 1 p.m games this was this was the best because like to hell with the Cowboys right just just as like a life philosophy this was incredible and Cleve did you see how this game ended a little bit. Um, all I got to say, my sister was pissed because she she texted me in all caps, fuck the Cowboys. <laughs> I was like, it's your team. You can't say fuck the Cowboys. <laughs> but she she was pissed because I, I said, well, you, you guys can't lose to the Jags, and you guys just did. Um, 
a lot of the blame fell on Dak, which I I, I don't think it should have. Although he threw two picks, not one not one. the last one though. Last one hit Noah Brown right in the hands, yeah, right yeah, in the numbers. Yeah, I was gonna say like it's you know the receiver has to play his part too and get yeah. the fucking ball, go for the ball. The ball hits you, the ball hits you anywhere. It's catchable. That's how I taught football. Noah Brown <laughs> needs to send one eight hundred flowers dot com to Jacoby Myers. Because yeah. if it wasn't for Jacoby Myers, we would all be talking about Noah Brown right now and that terrible drop he popped up to the Jags to run it back for a touchdown. Yeah. And Noah Brown's been awesome this year as a secondary weapon. He really has. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he, he's been fine, but he's still ultimately a dust ball. And at some point, you just, you got to get, like, there's so much untapped potential here for CD Lamb. Like, CD Lamb needs the 15 target. Gallup. Yeah. Jefferson, yeah. Devontae Adams, that's what Lamb needs to get. He is so much better than all these other players. And they just keep like like Dalton Schultz is just a guy. Michael Gallup is athletic, but he's not great. Noah Brown is a dust ball, but he's a skilled dust ball, but he's a dust ball. Like he's a body. It's Pollard CD. Pollard CD. You get inside the yeah. 10 is Zeke. I mean, it's not yeah. that hard. Yeah. No. The, um, but their defense, their defense is, is looking really suspect and like an Achilles heel now. Um, these guys aren't really they aren't really um playing I, up to I've I have a strong counter argument to that. All right. Give I think Trevor me. Lawrence is here. Oh, absolutely. I think Trevor Lawrence is that dude, and the Cowboys weren't expecting it. Probably, and the probably only right. Team that shut Trevor Lawrence down in the last say six weeks, really. Is Detroit. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Trevor Lawrence in this game, 27 to 42, 318 yards, four touchdowns and a pick. Like, that, those are great numbers against the Cowboys defense. This is what we were all expecting. This is why we're talking Trevor Lawrence. It's Elway, Manning, Andrew Luck, Lawrence. Like, he was this height. And, I mean. And then he got Urban just, Meyered. Right. But in the throws he's making in this game, too, I mean, just zipping it. Like, all the things you wanted to see from Zach Wilson, right? Just zipping it all over the field. I really thought that Trevor Lawrence played an incredible game here, and the Cowboys just were not ready for it. Now, the Jaguars now have a 44% chance to make the playoffs, and Cleve, they control their own destiny. That division is such shit that, <laughs> that that's what happens. That's what happens. Don't forget, I'm sitting on two different – Jags to win the division futures from two different points earlier in the season. I thought we're both dead two different times. Wow. <laughs> wow. So come on, Jags. Also, <laughs> I I think the Jags making it is slightly better for the Jets because of who they play. Like yeah. if the Jags went out, it helps the Jets more than if the Titans went out. So correct, yes. So go Jags. Let's get the Jags and the Jets and the Lions all in the playoffs. That's Just like we all thought at the start of the year. Okay, Cleve, there was a second game that I told you to take meticulous notes on. Cardinals 15 at Broncos 24. Colt McCoy versus Brett Rippin. Can you feel the excitement? I mean, uh, it was a horrible game. Yeah. I mean, I was thinking I Cliff's, a lot of it. Cliff was going to be fired at the 50. I just have one, I just have one question Why for both of you. Why would you even allow him onto the field? Like, <laughs> exactly. hey. Don't cross the sideline. Your key card is not going to work here. <laughs> uh, so I do have a thought on that. I think Cliff is going to be the coach next year. Wow. Really? really? And I, the reason I think that, one, he just got extended. 
But two, the Kyler Murray injury. They can't install the new offense in the offseason because Kyler won't be back until August at the earliest. Yeah. So instead of putting in a whole brand new system, you keep the system Kyler knows. So when he comes well, back from the injury, he still got it there. You can't get Kyler Murray like an iPad or a book or something that he could study. While he's playing he's Call of Duty. Is that, he's playing is Call that of Duty, bro. He's playing Call of Duty. But, but he can't like participate in training camp and get out there and run it and whatever. Like I, I think given that they just extended him, they I clearly just to take like a him. I hot shot joke at him. That's all. That's all. Oh, that no, right? I, it oh, that's, well. that's, it well, yeah, that's that's allowed. I got it. We take pot shot jokes at Bill Belichick. He's got like 47 Super Bowls. Like you can yeah, pot no shot one, whoever. Yeah. We're no gonna take one in a few minutes. Oh, I yeah. can't wait. <laughs> uh it's not only a few minutes. It is now Patriots Ooh. 24 at the Raiders 30. Okay. I'm so All right. To talk about this. So again, anybody listening probably knows this, but if you don't, the game is tied at 24. The Patriots have the ball at midfield. With the clock about to run out, they run a draw play to Ramondre Stevenson. He runs a few yards up the field. For some reason, pitches it back along the sideline to Jacoby Myers. Jacoby Myers then decides to turn and throw a 25-yard lateral back to Mac Jones, who is not expecting it. Into the middle Chandler of the field. Jones, Chandler Jones, for the Raiders, jumps up, intercepts the ball, and stiff arms Mac Jones to the core of the earth. He still and there. runs it back for He's the game ready touchdown. Still laying there. He's still laying there. He he hit he hit Mac Jones like Goku slapping Vegeta. I mean, he <laughs> beat the shit out of him on that stiff arm. Yeah. But there's no come first of all, there's no comeback for this if you're Mac Jones. That's the most embarrassing thing to have happened to you ever. Like you got sunned incredibly. See, I disagree totally. To his there. credit, to his credit, he didn't know he was going to get the ball. No, no, no. What did he I, have to do with any of it? I'm not saying he's to blame. I'm saying that you cannot get oh, every single photo of this play is him getting obliterated into the ground. And unlike the the Derrick Henry Josh Norman stiff arm, it isn't one of the five craziest plays in NFL history. Listen, Josh Norman is a defensive player whose job is to tackle running backs. Mac Jones is not responsible for tackling defensive ends who intercept passes who are lateraled from receivers who are making very poor choices. The other thing it's that's incredible about this, it's not it's not part of his job description. Even if Mac Jones caught the ball, there's nobody behind him. He's got to run like 60 yards. It's not like the entire Raiders yeah. defense. You, you you set the guy and up. It's to, Mac to Jones. Killed. It's not Michael Vick. Yeah, <laughs> that's Scott. I was just thinking that. I was like, was I don't even. So all right. So, um, I think it was. Uh, we got to ask the question a little bit before this got teed. Oh, yeah, up. yeah. Jake, Jake, Jake asked a great question here. He said, "I got home." He said that may have legitimately been the dumbest play in NFL history. Can Dave Cleveland Scott quickly describe the worst NFL play they recall prior to this one? Okay, go ahead, Cleve. Go. Um, kicking, kicking to Deshaun Jackson, that Giants, uh, the the other Meadowlands, uh, comeback too. Kicking it to like they told him not to kick it. Deshaun flubbed it and ran it back in a yeah. in a wild comeback. And then the Marshawn Lynch Super Bowl where he's killing him down the field, and then Pete Carroll chews gum and decides to throw a slant for the fucking win. Those are good ones. Uh, I remember Leon Lett. <laughs> oh, that's yeah. a yeah. Leon Lett for sure. <laughs> Jesus. 
Yeah. That's but a bad this one. was this was a collection. Of, this wasn't like a singular thing. Yeah, this was a collection of. Um, so I so Ramondre Stevenson lateraled the ball because I think he was fooling around a little bit. With I don't think he knew the score. Really, I think I think it's a J.R. Smith thing. I don't think he'll ever admit it, and they'll never put him on blast for it. The only reason you do that is you think you're losing. Then that's fair because there's no other reason to do it. Right. Um, oh no, that, you're that, a bookie. <laughs> that that answers everything. That's a good point. Yeah, but it does explain it for Jacoby Myers, right? Like even because no, Ramon said it was improvised, so he pitches it to Jacoby Myers. Myers has to like, like you can't have two people that don't know the score, right? Like, what is Myers thinking once he gets the ball? Besides hey, fall down, let's have fun. Let's make a play. Hooking ladder. What, what the else fuck? is there? <laughs> what do you? But you like, got to eat that. It, it had to been had discussed to these people. Like, hey, listen, um, let's get a first down here or whatever and take a knee. Like, the run was great. He could have just got tackled. Let the clock Don't you run. Think they did talk about it, though. Like, they had to. There's no There's no way they left that huddle. There's no way they, they took the field. You know, Matt Patricia is running that offense. So anything is possible. I would have fired. I would have fired someone just to have stage of public execution. So give me somebody. Give me fucking anybody. Give me someone. And I'm gonna. I'm gonna dress them down right here in front of everybody. You gotta leave somebody on the runway, kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. I'm yeah, trying to think of. Crazy. I'm trying. I mean, the miracle at the Meadowlands is incredibly stupid because the Giants could have just taken a knee. Exactly. That right. was that was dumb. So to me, it's this this is like the same level of dumb. Like you didn't have to throw the ball back to Mac Jones to run 60 yards, and the Giants could have just taken a knee and not fumbled it over to Herm Edwards. So was, yeah, you're right. You know what? Now that I think about it, there was no one beyond Mac. So if that ball hit the ground and fumbled or what like it's still it's still bad. It's th- there's no one else but him there. And like and like Scott said, you got to run through the entire defense now. <laughs> also, incredible play by Chandler Jones. The catch, the oh, stiff arm, score, maintaining baby. the balance and jetting yeah. to the end zone. Scoop and score, dude. Good for you. Oh, me. man. Yeah, that was great. That was I great. just – so uh, Megan is back in Michigan. So I was watching Red Zone. I'm by myself. It's just me and the cats. And I'm actually sitting in my spot now. The TV is is over there. And I'm, like, looking at lineups, sweating, best ball stuff and whatever. And I see them hand to Ramondre Stevenson. So I look up because I have Stevenson everywhere. And I'm like, oh, good, a free 20 yards to my stat sheet. And then I see him pitch to Jacoby Myers. And I'm like, I thought the game was tied. I look down at the score. I look back up, and the ball is in the air going towards Mac Jones. And I'm like, what is happening? And when Chandler Jones caught it and stiffed our Mac Jones, I jumped up like the Lions won the Super Bowl. Wow. I hate the Patriots so much. Sorry, Matty Ice. I hate the Patriots so much, all Boston sports so much. I jumped up, pumping my fist like Tiger on the 18th hole green. I was just like losing my mind at what I was seeing. I cannot believe that a Bill Belichick coach team made a mistake this bad. This shit go. only happens to the Lions, the Jags, Jets, yep. the, the Jets, Jets yeah. right? Welcome right. to our hell, man. The fucking Welcome Patriots? Yeah, yeah. It's. I mean, it shows you to fall from grace here. <laughs> yeah. This, this would be like Alexander the Great killing himself with his own sword. 
<laughs> it makes you wonder with Bill with Belichick, like what is what exactly is happening? You, he's got Joe Judge and Matt Patricia running the offense there. Is he even remotely in? Is he interested in being there at this point? Like, I I actually have a conspiracy doing? theory. I've actually heard yeah. two. The the conspiracy theory I heard from somebody else is that he knew Josh McDaniels would fail and he could hire him back next year for cheaper. Okay. But I don't think it's that. I think it's related. I think that he thought Cliff Kingsbury would get fired this year, and he wants to bring Cliff in as his offensive coordinator. So he's got a couple plug-and-play people. He can then move to other parts of his staff next year and make room for Cliff, who he presumed to be out of a job this year. Now, that makes a ton of sense, and that's a Belichickian type of play. Yeah. It's like throwing it back 25 yards to Mac Jones. But but you are sacrificing a year and losing some of your yeah, guys. Yeah, that's that's uh, what I that's what I say, Scott. Is like that's not worth the the get because he's not a, he's. I mean, Cliff Kingsbury's not an offensive genius. No, no. Not, well, and it's like he, you, he might be. He's not a good head coach. He might be an offensive genius. Uh, the the Dan Quinn for the Cowboys seems to be a defensive genius, not a great head coach sort of thing. Yeah, he could. He, he might actually be an offensive genius. He's been a head coach forever. Um, okay, nothing else about this game is important uh, at all. It, like, the rest of it didn't even matter. This was a one-play game. Uh, next game here, Titans 14 at the Chargers 17. Uh, first of all, Cleve, the Chargers. What are the 538 odds for the Chargers to make the playoffs? Uh, 34%. 84%. 83%. They're basically in. Wow. And here I am championing for their coach to get fired. Yeah, and they're going to the playoffs. I mean, they the Ravens are in. In the, There's still plenty of pass. It's one time, one in six. That's a dice roll that the Chargers don't make it. But they're, they're in. So, yeah. um, uh, and then, Cleve, another question for you. What Titans player led them in receiving in this loss? Oh, boy. Mm-hmm. I think I know who it might be. Mm-hmm. Don't ever think it, Cleve. Name the first Titan that comes to mind. I can't even. I, I'm looking at guys. I'm trying to even get a name. The Titan. The, the main one. The running back. Oh, Henry? Yeah. They, four, four catches for 59 yards. Derrick Henry was their leading receiver. I think they should have paid A.J. Brown. Yes, and Brian Tannehill is toast. Done. He's done. He's fucking yes. done. He's fucking done, dude. Like yep. You won't see him next year. If Matt Ryan and Ryan Tannehill merged together into one person, they would still somehow be Matt Ryan and Ryan Tannehill. Wow. <laughs> Bolts, Bolts have Colts, Rams, and Broncos. Yeah, they're in. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Colts, Rams, and Broncos. I think that's part of the reason is because they're running <laughs> soccer. The remaining schedule is so easy that that's got to be a huge a huge part of it. And they hold the tiebreaker over the Dolphins, who who's one of like their main competitors if it should come down to it. So, and the Jets lost, which yeah. helps helps the Chargers as well. All right. Bengals 34, Buccaneers 23. Buccaneers are up 17 to nothing in this game, and they blow it, and they lose. Um, you know, Cleve, before this game, there were a lot of comparisons by Joe Burrow to Tom Brady, and I don't think that's fair to Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow much more favorably compares to somebody like Gil Sayers. <laughs> Scott, any thoughts on Bengals Bucks here? 
bizarre, crazy football game of uh, in some ways like the Minnesota Indy game. Like Cincinnati didn't do anything um, up until a certain point in the game, or at least that's my memory of it. And Tampa had it fully in control. And then they started turning over the ball and giving the ball to Cincinnati in, in good field position. And then Burrow went Burrow. But what's like, funny about this, nobody did anything for the Bengals. Like everybody had like five catches for 50 yards yeah. and a touchdown. Like nobody exploded. Right? Yeah. But they were in such good field position, they couldn't. That's true. That is that is that is very true. Um, now, if the Panthers hadn't lost to Mitch Trubisky, this could be interesting because the Panthers actually be winning the NFC South right now. But with the Panthers also losing, the Bucks are now 73% to win the division. Tom's still alive. Yep. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I still believe that he will. <laughs> Giants, Giants 20 at Commanders 12. Cleve, what are the playoff odds for the Giants to make the playoffs? Uh, well, they're not. So they're they're behind the Cowboys and they're behind um, Philly. Philly. Yeah. No, no, Philly's going to win the division. They're behind the Cowboys. Are they behind anybody else for the wild card? No, no, they are not. They are eighty-seven yeah. percent to make it yeah, with this win. Crazy. The they Giants. Should, they shouldn't. They actually shouldn't have won that game because that uh, there were two really bad calls at the end. And I know you guys know what I'm talking about the pass interference. Yeah. The pass interference was for, that they didn't get called was egregious. That was yeah. absolutely pass interference, and it's embarrassing for the league that it wasn't called. But on the other hand, to hell with the commanders and dance letter. Yeah. I just think that if you're because anyone has played football, you do check with the ref sometimes to make sure that you're, you know, you're on the line here. Like, hey, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. And he thumbs up the guy and the guy throws the flag anyway. It's fucked up. But what was the reaction? I, I haven't seen it like specifically up close. I know the ref acknowledged that he was being talked to. I don't so, know that the ref acknowledged that he was good. He said he well, McLaurin said that he uh he asked him the, the first time he says, Hey, am I good here? And the ref ushered him, told him to move back a little bit. He he shifted back a little bit, he scooched back a little bit, and then he gave but he him the still thumb. It wasn't even close enough to where he was supposed yeah. to be. Yeah, I just think that asking the ref there, whatever, but your your quarterback or someone else on the line should be like, hey, hey, step back, or you need to check with the next guy next to you to see where you're at. Unless you're, unless you're on an off route. I mean, I'm sorry, you, like you're gonna step, you know, you're back already, and you're gonna step and cut or whatever you're gonna do. But it's one of those things wow. where you should know you should know where you are lining up because it's you do it every fucking down. So but the, the ref question, is right there. The ref is right there, and and it's a, it's a it's a goal line situation. And I know you have the answer, so I'm gonna ask a question because I don't. But so if McLaurin's on the line of scrimmage, but he's too far off away from the line of scrimmage, and his and he's got to be up on the line of scrimmage, does the player coming in motion and then settling into the slot alter any of the dynamic there? It could, because that's what happened. It could, yeah. If someone goes into motion. It could, it could. Do so, that. so maybe he was good. Then the motion happened, and he was no longer good. That's what, yeah. That that's a great argument. That's a I don't argument. know that that's what happened, but that's yeah. that's what happened. Is a motion player came in and settled into the slot between McLaurin and the and the end of the line of scrimmage, 
Anyways, so they never moved. Fantastic league where they miss calls that lead us to discussing action with the no, ball not even in motion. No, but but here's the thing. They have it's true. Those, it's legit. They have those fucking sound things. No one could have caught this conversation. And, and that's the thing. I don't know that there was ever real. And like, I know McLaurin thinks that the that the ref gave him the okay. But to I me, mean, it, it, I mean, it could have been a it could have been a head nod. He could be like, "Hey, I'm good here," and he he just nodded. Yeah, I mean, maybe, but it didn't look like that. It almost looked like he did point to something like you need to move up. Yeah, and I guess my moved up a little bit. I guess, but as my soon thoughts, as he did, he grabbed the flag. So yeah. it's, it's weird. I guess my final thoughts is that it shouldn't come down. It shouldn't come down to that. If you're in a, in a scoring in a scoring posture, like you guys get ready to go and you know bring it in. You should be looking at your teammates or your quarterback should look at you and be like, hey, hey, get back, get back, or whatever, you know, get, yeah. you know, or, or go up, whatever. You know, it shouldn't come down to that. But obviously he wasn't good because the minute that the 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 um the ball was hiked, that was it. So you guys are missing the most important part about that sequence is that it erased a Brian Robinson touchdown. That's why taking that touchdown off the board. Allowed my best best ball team on DraftKings to advance. Oh, so if this team ends up winning a million dollars, it'll be because of McLaurin getting this penalty. So that would be that that would be something. Bet that McLaurin on the show. Thank well, him. That that's not heard all this the shots we take at him, and he said fuck you. So he called it in. By the way, Cleve, <laughs> uh, you and I we live in the DMV. The Commanders were hosting Sunday Night Football. Did you like? Was there any hype about this anywhere I, around dude, here? I tell you all the time. I forget that it is, that team is here. I we live in this area, is but you never, you never see There's their nothing. shit everywhere. The, you the never local news, shit. like there was just nothing no, about this no, Sunday night football. No, dude, it, it, it he's not kidding. Dave's not kidding. And I, I've been. I don't know how long Dave's been. I've been here ten years. And about the same. Yeah, you don't. You don't like they don't get hyped about their shit here, and you never see these colors flying anywhere. If there was a big game, you would think that every supermarket would have like the chips and dips out with the shit, yeah. right? You know, like, right? None of that in Jersey. You see that everywhere for the Giants and the Jets, dude. Game day, are you especially a, a, a home game? It's it's everywhere. Every every car dealership, something somebody's got something going on. Every time the Lions host Monday Night Football, it's bigger than Christmas. <laughs> oh, it's nuts. Yeah. <laughs> and here, just just nothing. I couldn't believe it. Dave's speaking of kidding, man. Speaking of Monday Night Football, uh, Rams 12 at the Packers 24. Cleve, sometimes I give you shit because you're not able to catch all the games. I have to come clean. I did not watch a single snap of this game. I watched I watched two quarters of it. I was working, but I, was, I watched two quarters of it. All that matters is the Rams lost, which is good. Yeah, good, great for the Lions and for that draft pick. Yep. Um, Jalen Carter, baby. Jalen Carter. I'm manifesting. Okay. <laughs> okay, so Scott wants Jalen Carter, defensive lineman out of Georgia for the uh, for the Lions. It's better I'm than write him a letter. It's a thing. <laughs> I'm going to turn gonna on write- the fireplace and put on some candles, and I'm going to get, like, the real deal – you know, iron gold ink, the ink well thing, and my you, old fancy pen, and I'm going to write him a letter. You're making me uncomfortable, Scott. Like what? I've what done you, this for years. It, 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 <laughs> <laughs> it, it's this a 21? Isn't this a 21 year old kid? 
He said candles. He lost me at candles. Well, you know, Basil, it doesn't matter. <laughs> you know, he mentioned candles, but not pants. Oh, wow. pants. Now I'm really oh. getting uncomfortable. <laughs> Listen, I've said it for years that if 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 I was endowed enough that I wasn't embarrassed at, at what I had going on, I wouldn't wear pants, and I wear pants everywhere. He's so got dark quick. <laughs> sorry. Um, yeah, no, it's a thing. Like I wrote a letter to Kyle Van Noy, and I, you know, um, others. Ziggy Yansa got one. I'm sure they probably have him still. Ronnie Brown. Takes. Ronnie Brown did not get a letter, but he was right on the kind of he was right on the cusp of of my letter my letter my letter writing um, career. <laughs> and so of course, you got one. You got that stalking charge for looking in Trent Green's windows. I so did. You so you basically went Salt Bay. Did you guys see that? What he did at the at the World Cup? Yeah, you know, Salt Bay. Yeah, that was. Did you did you see that? Yeah. He literally was like bogarting these guys for pick. I'm like biggest moment of their lives. This guy's trying to make it about him. Get a get a picture. I'm now, like, he knows he he knows what he's doing. He knows I'm what he's doing. He didn't get crushed. Yeah, dude, uh, for doing real. Some of what for he real. was doing for real, like, bro. He, dude, it was it was borderline there. harassment. All right. Yeah. Um, speaking of borderline harassment, Scott, stop sending letters to kids. All right. <laughs> he's is a that unfair, man? Is that an unfair way to put it? Um. All right. I just want uh, to tell him how much the city would welcome him here. That's all. Nothing more. I mean, I mean that's that's true. All right. Uh, quickly here before we get out of here, next week's schedule. So I have the games here. I also have the team's current percentage chance of making the playoffs. So we can kind of tell what games are important, which ones aren't before they happen. Jaguars at the Jets on Thursday. Jaguars 44%, Jets 20%, Cleave. It's a must win. If you yeah, lose this game, you're out. This is why I was I'm not I'm not high on um Zach playing, but we have no choice because you know Mike can't go. So Falcons three percent at Ravens ninety eight percent. Uh, yeah. Hopefully Lamar is back. Uh, for me personally, I need Lamar to be back. But the game itself doesn't matter. Lions forty percent at Panthers twenty three percent. So winnable game for you guys. The Lions win this game. They actually jump up to high 50s, oh, like 55, 56%. Now, here's another one. Good for the Lions. Seahawks 30% at the Chiefs 100%. The Seahawks must beat the Chiefs in Kansas City. In Kansas City. Okay, good luck. Good luck. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, Cleve, get ready. You need to take tons of notes on this game. Saints 2% at Browns 1%. <laughs> yeah. I can, I we can, I can almost guarantee we are not going to talk about that game unless there is a twenty-five yard lateral to a quarterback at the very end of it. Um, Texans zero percent at Titans fifty-seven percent, but this is actually a must-win for the Titans, and we've seen how the Texans have been playing lately. Yeah, they're they're definitely playing a spoiler. Yeah, and the Tex if the Titans lose this game and the Jags beat the Jets, the Jags are going to go up to like seventy-five percent. Bengals at 99% at the Patriots at 19%. Must win for the Patriots. The Patriots must beat the Bengals at home or they're out too. The game of the week, Cleve. Giants 87% at the Vikings 100%. Wow. Well, that, that will should be, be interesting. Game. Yeah, that's going to be interesting. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's funny. It actually doesn't matter 
because they're both in, but it can yeah. matter for like jockeying them around potential rematch in the playoffs if it lands a certain way. Yeah. Uh, Bills 100% at the Bears 0%. <laughs> I really like the run of these numbers now. This is an interesting way to look at it. I mean, it will be interesting to see how Justin Fields does against the Bills because the Bills are a tough matchup for quarterbacks. Other yeah. than that, I'm not uh, too interested in this game. I mean, the Bills They're are going to win. The ball and yeah. Serious rushing yeah. The Bills are going to crush them. Commanders 35% at the 49ers 100%. This means that the Commanders and Seahawks are at the 49ers and at the Chiefs while the Lions get the Panthers. Come on, Detroit. Yep. <laughs> Got to have it. Yeah. Um, the true game of the week, even with Gardner Minshew, the Eagles 100% at the Cowboys 100%. Oh, that's going to be a great game. game. Yeah. If 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 Gardner if Gardner carves up that defense, I'm I'm gonna say I was right. It will send them back to the drawing board though, just in time. It could actually be worse for them to like play well against Gardner and think they fixed their issues that they had against Lawrence, mm-hmm. only yeah. to, only to find out against Jalen Hurts in the uh, second round of the playoffs. Exactly. Raiders five percent at the Steelers zero point three percent. The Raiders are not eliminated. It's insane, bro. I'm sorry. The Steelers are not eliminated. 0.3%. I uh, looked it up. I I looked it up. They actually need like 14 individual games the rest of the season to end it exactly ties. I mean, and and for a fucking comet to hit the planet. (laughs) (laughs) If we get the ultimate heat death of the universe by the end of the season, the Steelers will make the playoffs. Packers 8% at the Dolphins 71%. I, I want Tua to put 500 up on Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, wow, that would be great. And the that fact that it's in Miami great. is interesting. That's good. Yeah, yeah. I, I just love it. Just Tyreek and Waddle running like like crazy, like a 45 to 13. Rodgers is pissed. He's calling people out. It's the first quarter. That's what I want to see. Chucking iPads. Yep. Yep. <laughs> uh, by the way, the Packers Dolphins is on Christmas, so it's a standalone game. Yeah, right. It's so it's by itself. The next game is the four thirty game on Christmas Day up against the NBA. The NFL is having the Broncos zero percent at the Rams zero percent. Go Broncos! <laughs> I have I have a thought because <laughs> it's Christmas. Put the Eagles and the Cowboys on Christmas Day and move the Broncos and the Rams to nobody cares. <laughs> Put it on a Tuesday. It doesn't matter. This yeah. is the fourth. It's going to be like LeBron versus KD on one channel. Just declare it's a Brett tie. Ripping against Baker Mayfield on the other. But this is how far this season has unraveled. That this yeah. was the, the matchup of yeah, all for- matchups. That they penciled <laughs> in, and look yeah. how look how it's fallen. Flex it, crazy. Flex it, like you have to do what's Fine. best for the league. Yeah. Flex it. You yep. got you got to move that around. Uh, Buccaneers seventy three percent at the Cardinals zero percent. It's the eight o'clock game on Christmas. Mm. And then Monday night Chargers eighty three percent at the Colts zero point two percent. I looked it up. They need seventeen games to end in exact ties, and the Colts <laughs> can make it. <laughs> You never know. That's why they play them. Yeah. So 
Uh, yeah, Colts. Uh, Colts. Jesus. Cowboys. Eagles. Giants. Vikings. Huge games between teams that are going to make it in, but it's the Seahawks at the Chiefs and the Commanders at the 49ers. If the favorites win those games, the NFC could be this close to being wrapped up with the Cowboys in fifth, the Giants in sixth, and the Lions in seventh after yeah. this week. It's All crazy right. to think about. Yeah. So uh, if you're here, if you're watching live, thank you so much. Please like like the video, subscribe, all that really does help us out. If you're listening to us on audio, thank you. Um, we are also a YouTube live stream. There's a link in the show notes down below. Uh, subscribe to the page, and you'll get notifications of when we are when we are going live. Um, we have to discuss the schedule for next week because I have a family Christmas thing at 830 next Tuesday. Um, so I'll be reaching out to my lovely co-hosts here. Um, as it's the crazy Christmas holiday, but we will have something, especially if the Lions wrap up a playoff spot <laughs> in, uh, during the week. You know we're going to show up for that. And if the Jets pull off the Jet, the big upset, they could still be in it as well. Cleve, any final thoughts? Now, just um, it was actually in- an interesting week where every story got bigger than the last story, and so no one no one got really kind of shamed because we just everyone got one upped by something else. There was. But after Argentina blew the two nothing lead, um, which happened after the Colts blew the game against the Vikings, uh, going around Twitter, there was the Argentina flag with the sun removed and the Colts horseshoe stuck in its place. You sent that to us. That was Ooh. one of the most brutal things I've ever seen. I'm so glad Argentina actually won the game for a whole host of reasons. Yeah, but especially just just for that, Scott. Any final words? No, it's ha- I'm happy to be hanging out with you guys again. I missed you. Um, it's cool. It's good. All right. Well, we will see you guys next week. Uh, for those of you that celebrate, Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays. I think it's Hanukkah. I don't know, but whatever's going on, whatever your thing is, enjoy it. Be safe. Don't be too stressed. And we will see you next week. Peace. Peace.